This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everybody, it's Lon Seidman. It's time once again for your weekly wrap-up, the Cyber Monday edition. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today, which you can see on the list here. There's a full index down below in the video description, so let's get to it. Now, before we begin, I want to thank our newest supporters here on the channel. JL joined us via the YouTube membership program, so I want to thank JL for his contribution, or her. And we also have some super chatters this week because we've been doing a lot of live streaming, which I'll be talking about in a few minutes. Uh, the super chatters include Zam, Asti Fu, IR Kujo, Martin Persad, Imre Sabi, and Chanfle98. I want to thank everyone who contributed to the channel this week, along with everyone who's been contributing on an ongoing basis, along with everyone who watches on an ongoing basis, too, because all of those things equal channel growth. Now, this week's wrap-up is being brought to you by our friends at Plex, who make the best media serving software out there. I run a Plex server in my home on a network-attached storage device. It stores my movies, my TV shows, and my music, and I can stream them to any device in the house. But I can also leave the house and stream anywhere in the world with my own media. It's like having your own Netflix that you have under your direct control. Nothing ever leaves it because the files are on your server. It's great for that. And you can do that for free if you download Plex today without even having to put in a credit card. But Plex is going beyond now just local media. You're going to be able to stream a lot of stuff. And already you can get podcasts on Plex They've got a great podcast system built into it. They have web shows, which are curated shows from YouTube and other web areas. And they've got a great selection, and you can just queue it up and let it run. Uh, what's nice about web shows is that there's no algorithm behind it. So if you subscribe to a channel there, you get every episode when it is posted just running concurrently and get all of your favorite stuff streamed directly to you. It is great for that. Uh, they have an awesome news system on Plex as well, so you can get local news from many TV stations along with national and international news uh, right through your Plex account. Uh, and very shortly, as you can see there at the bottom, they're going to be adding free TV shows and movies to the mix. We're going to talk more about it when this feature goes live, uh, but this is a very good reason to get your Plex account set up now because this is going to be... I think as good as all the other stuff out there like Pluto and uh, Tubi and all the others, they're going to have it integrated in with the rest of your other media. And I think it's going to make Plex a really good solution for local and streaming media. And of course, they have a great relationship with Tidal. And we've done some stuff on the channel in the past about that, where you can actually integrate music from a streaming service with music that you have on your server. And of course, Tidal offers lossless quality audio, so you can mix that lossless streaming audio with your local lossless audio. All good stuff, stuff we have covered before here on the channel, so I'll put a link to my playlist down below in the video description, and we'll have more on that new feature of Plex when it is available. So stay tuned for that, and I want to thank Plex for their ongoing support of the channel. So let's take a look now at the week in review. On the Extras channel, we didn't have anything go up this week, partly because we've been so busy doing stuff on the main channel. 
Uh, we've got the full master playlist in the video description where you can find all of this stuff. Uh, we did a live stream of me unboxing a bunch of stuff that came in, and then we consolidated it from an hour and a half to 30 minutes and put it up on the channel. So both versions will be uh, in the description playlist. Uh, we took a look at the new Dell XPS 13 2-in-1, a really nice-looking laptop that seems to perform quite well with the new 10th-generation Intel Ice Lake chips. Uh, we did a live stream where we were playing around with the Oculus Quest Link, uh, this is now allowing you to use the Oculus Quest standalone headset as a PC headset as well. And we stepped through a few of my favorite VR titles and troubleshooted a few things and recorded a bunch of video footage that I'll be using for a video that I'm doing later this week. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But I, I really feel at this point uh, that the Oculus Quest is probably the best consumer VR headset on the market, just given how flexible it is. And we'll talk more about that when I do that video. Uh, we also looked at the Xbox One branded WD Black Drive, a 12 terabyte drive for your Xbox, but it also works with the PC. And it looks like this week on Cyber Monday, there's a lot of uh, stores offering another WD 12 terabyte drive for about $100 less. And I think that one will probably perform about the same as this one. Uh, but once those sales end, those prices will be about the same. Uh, but it looks pretty cool, and it performs really nice. It runs a lot faster than your Xbox internal drive does. We did some head-to-head -head stuff on that review. And then I uploaded my Chromebook uh, Explained 2020 edition. Uh, I did a video about four years ago about Chromebooks, and that video has been my top performer for the last two years, but it was starting to get out of date because I didn't have a lot on Android in that video. We didn't talk about Linux. We didn't talk about the uh, Chrome sunsetting policy on updates, so we covered all of that in this refresher. And if you've got people interested in Chromebooks, I think this video might be useful for everyone to check out. Uh, we have one errata from that Chromebook video. I incorrectly stated that the Pixelbook Go starts at $999. It actually starts at $649. The one that I had was $999, uh, but the rest of the video I think is pretty darn accurate, so you can check it out again down below in the master playlist. I also have some news to talk about from the channel perspective, and that is I'm doing a lot more with Amazon these days, including live streams. So you've probably been noticing if you have your notification bell clicked that I'm doing a lot more live stuff. Well, what I'm doing is streaming here on YouTube, but also simulcasting over to Amazon's new streaming platform for shopping. And what they're doing is they're inviting influencers like myself in to uh, do some of these streams where we talk about products that are sold on Amazon. And they've got a really cool system set up here. Uh, so while I'm talking about stuff, I can highlight a particular product that I am talking about so you can quickly find it while you're watching the stream. And apparently what they're doing with this is as people are looking for things on Amazon, if they happen to be looking at an Oculus Quest, for example, my live stream might just pop up in front of them to watch. It's kind of fun. We've had a lot of viewership on this actually on the Amazon side, more so than I was getting on YouTube. So it's been interesting and I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, because it's kind of fun to explore a new platform. And Amazon's starting to do a lot more with independent voices, and I'm really eager to be a part of that. Um, so we did one uh, the other day on the Quest. I did another one where we unboxed a bunch of stuff, so you can see uh, that live stream linked here on screen, and I'll uh, put these links down below in the video description as well. Uh, we also have a new page on Amazon. This is my landing page for my influencer shop or whatever, and what I've been doing is putting together uh, lists of different items that we're talking about together. So for example, when we do that Oculus Quest link video, I'm going to have a link to the Quest, but along with that, 
the extension cables that I'm using to make the link thing work. And then you can now follow me on Amazon. I don't know exactly what you will get when you do this, um, but it's, I'm guessing, similar to a subscription on YouTube. So if you are a frequent Amazon shopper, uh, you can click the link here to go to my Amazon shop and then follow me there. I believe at the moment this is U.S. only, uh, but as they bring other countries online with this program, I'm sure I'll be popping up in other places as well. So check it out. Lots of cool stuff, and it's really great to uh, be in something that's kind of starting now as opposed to uh, starting four years after the fact like I did with this YouTube channel. And I'm really uh, seeing a good amount of viewership of the videos that I'm putting on Amazon, and certainly the live streaming is a really fun thing to do. And I'll be doing, again, a lot more of that simulcasted here and on the Amazon platform. And I've got an update on my over-the-air antenna installation. I had Dish come out to try to install an antenna up on my roof to get TV signals over the air. Now, as many of you know, I've been struggling with this for a while because I live in a spot that just is too far away from most of my major networks. Uh, We've got some geographic things going on with hills and things that block the signal along with a lot of trees because I essentially live in the forest here in Connecticut. So all those things were making it very difficult for me to use an indoor antenna or even an antenna hanging out the window. The roof was really the only option. So I contacted DISH and for $150, they will come out and install an antenna to a single room. And that price includes the antenna. Uh, This was the one they were using. It was a a multi-directional antenna that had a preamp as well. And what they do is they guarantee that it will work or you get your money back. Now, before you get them to come out, uh, they'll do a lookup on AntennaWeb to see what's possible. And I was kind of marginal, but there were things that they thought I could be able to get. So uh, they sent the guy out, and he was very nice, very professional. Uh, And he went up on the roof with the antenna. And as you know, I use the HD Home Run tuners, so I had my tuner hooked up, and we were sitting there with the iPad kind of adjusting the antenna to different directions to see what we might get. But I really didn't get much more than what I was getting already inside the house. So my CBS affiliate is just too far away, the NBC affiliate as well. I thought maybe the repack might have helped a little, but it didn't. So uh, what they ended up doing was just packing up and uh, heading out. He was going to install it anyhow if I wanted him to, but he said, you know, it's not looking all that great. And if they're not able to get a signal where you are, you pay nothing for the visit. It's a really good deal. So I think if you are looking to install an antenna, uh, check antennaweb.org, I think is the address first to see if you can get anything to begin with. If you do, call up DISH and then have them come out and do the install. It was a very good experience. I got every dollar back that I paid, uh, even though the guy had to spend about an hour or so here playing around with uh, the antenna to try to get something to work. So I can very much recommend this. Uh, What's also interesting is that the DISH installers work directly for DISH. Uh, They're not contractors, which I thought they were, so they're directly accountable to the company, which I think is also a good thing. The reason why they're doing this is that I think this is kind of the gateway to subscribing to their streaming service. Uh, So they're trying to get people to uh, get rid of the last thing holding them onto cable, and at that point they might want to look at an internet streaming solution. Uh, They install the satellite dishes for their satellite service as well. 
So unfortunately, it didn't help us out much here. Uh, but I did discover that my father's house, not too far from here, does get a bunch of channels. So when more of this over-the-air stuff starts coming out, I'll probably be heading over there to do some of the videos. But it would have been nice to have it all located here. Unfortunately, no go for me, but I was very pleased with the service that dish provided. Now, a couple of weeks ago on the channel, I mentioned how I was looking to get a new gaming laptop. Uh, basically to try to consolidate some underutilized PCs I have here at the moment. So right now I've got a Dell XPS 15 from I think 2016 or so uh, that has a 960M GPU. It's a nice laptop. It's great for OBS and video editing and whatnot, but it was not powerful enough to do some of the virtual reality stuff that we'll probably be looking more and more at over the next year. Uh, and then we also have an Alienware 15R3, which actually is good enough for the VR stuff, but it's very big, it's bulky, it's loud, and it was really just not an easy machine to work with just because of its size. And I wanted something a little slimmer uh, and something more powerful. So we found, uh, finally, something that I think will work for the price I was looking to pay. And that is the Lenovo Y740. Now, Lenovo did sponsor us a few months ago. Uh, we also get a lot of machines on loan, but I paid for this with my own funds at full price. But I got a pretty good deal uh, by bundling up a few different offers on Black Friday. Uh, so the configuration I went with here is an i7-9750H. That is a six-core processor. It has an NVIDIA RTX 2080 GPU which is awesome. It's probably going to be more powerful than my gaming PC upstairs with a 1080 GPU. Probably have to upgrade that one next. Uh, it's got 16 gigabytes of DDR4 RAM. I went with a 15.6-inch 1080p display uh, because it was the least cost option, and I think it looks pretty good here. 144 hertz IPS, has G-Sync, 500 nits, good stuff. Uh, we also had to, though, get a one terabyte mechanical spinning hard drive because I could not get it configured with the 2080 without that hard drive, which is kind of crazy. Uh, so that added $50 to the price plus the additional cost for the 2080. This stuff drives me crazy. I don't understand why I just can't build it exactly the way I want. But nonetheless, that was the cost. So uh, we're going to pull that out and put in a uh, two and a half inch uh, SSD in its place. I got a few laying around here for that purpose. And then I also had to put in a 256 gigabyte NVMe SSD, which is going to be the boot drive. At some point, I might just put in a larger NVMe, but I think in the short term, uh, the two and a half inch SATA drives I have kicking around that are SSD should be fine for the games I'm looking to play on it occasionally. And I ended up paying $1,781. Uh, and it's a little complicated though as to how I got to that number. So there was a coupon that they were running that day for like $340 off. So that brought the price down to about two grand or so delivered. And then I went over to Rakuten.com, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Uh, they took over Fat Wallet and Ebates. And these were services where you would go to their website first, you click the link, and then they would bring you to the retailer site, and then you would get a percentage back. And on Black Friday, they were doing 12% for Lenovo. Crazy, right? So I went through Rakuten, and sure enough, I've got 230 bucks that I'll be getting back in February. I've been using this forever. I started on Fat Wallet, and it just kind of got acquired, and now it's with them. 
uh, but that was a really good reduction in cost. So uh, between that and the 1% that I get back on my credit card, uh, the total cost to me on this computer will be, by February, uh, $1,781, but it was about $2,000 shipped out the door. And I think that's a pretty good deal, just given what I saw out there from other manufacturers. I looked at Dell, MSI, Asus. I looked at every one of the big, larger uh, makers of gaming laptops, and this was really, after all that rebate stuff, uh, the best deal that I could get, and I'm really excited to get this in. Uh, so what will happen here is when it arrives, probably in about two weeks or so, uh, we'll, of course, do an unboxing and we'll maybe do a live stream as I get it all up and running and start benchmarking it and all that good stuff. So that'll be a fun thing to do. And then I've put now the Alienware and the Dell XPS that I was using before up on my store. So if any one of you want to uh, take my computer, have at it. You can purchase it uh, for a pretty good price over there. And I'm eager to get this one in and start using it for production here on the channel. And now it's time for some things in the news that caught my eye. And if you are shopping on the Apple store this Cyber Monday, you're going to see something missing. According to Apple Insider, Apple has decided to pull all of the customer reviews off the website. So about two weeks ago, If you were shopping for your Apple Pencil, you would see the three-star rating beneath it. Probably something Apple wasn't crazy about displaying next to one of their premium accessories. And down below in the review section, uh, you would see why people were rating it that way. Uh, The top review was from a woman who was very frustrated over the fact that she couldn't find replacement tips for the pen. And she said, it's the best stylus ever made, no doubt about it, but I can't get a replacement for the tip. And this was something that I think was driving the average down considerably. Look at all of those helpful reviews there. So uh, clearly Apple didn't like the way this was looking for their brand and they decided to just get rid of it. And look at this. Now it's looking pretty barren here on the Apple store when you go shopping. It even looks barren by Apple standards, but that is what they decided to do. Uh, So if you've got a problem with an Apple product, I guess you can go to Amazon and complain about it, but you can't do it on the Apple Store review section anymore because it is gone. Now, as many of you know, I'm a big fan of Wise security cameras. These are very low-cost security devices, about 20 bucks a piece for the starting camera here. And one of the keys to the success of this product is that they did not design the hardware. They took another camera that was being sold in China. Uh, They wrote their own software put up a whole cloud infrastructure with it, and then offered that as a completed product. A very good solution, especially for a small company. And I've been very pleased with how these cameras have been working for me. And they keep getting better and better with all these new firmware updates. And one of those firmware updates uh, allowed for a more accurate detection of people. And this was something I was meaning to get to in an update video. But unfortunately, over the weekend, it looks like WISE is going to have to disable this feature. Uh, because they had contracted with a company that developed the AI algorithm for people detection. Uh, The company was called Exnor AI, and apparently they had some kind of lease for this license, and one of the clauses of that contract allowed for Exnor to walk anytime they wanted to, and it looks like Exnor is doing exactly that. I did poke around a bit to see if there was anyone writing about exactly what happened here, but apparently there was some kind of dispute And now this feature is going to be turned off in January. Now, WISE, for their part, is trying to scramble and develop something similar that they can offer back to customers. Uh, They haven't yet determined exactly what the solution is going to be. 
uh, but it's likely going to be involving the cloud versus having it run locally on the camera. And they have to balance this now with their upcoming outdoor camera that might be battery powered and whether or not they can get that to work with it. So there's a lot of stuff they're probably going to be working on to uh, rectify this situation. But the good thing is, is that uh, despite all of this added cost, WISE is going to offer this for free to customers, and they're not going to include this as part of the new cloud recording subscription service they just launched last week. So they're making good for folks here, uh, but if you are making use of that person detection feature, it is going to be going away very shortly with the next firmware update. And I'm pretty sure these cameras update themselves automatically. Uh, So if you want to try to figure out some way to prevent that firmware update from happening, you might want to try to do that uh, because this AI thing is going away in January. Now, the next day, Wise sent out another email announcing a new inexpensive smart home product called the Wise Lock. Uh, This is going up for pre-order tomorrow, December 3rd at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern. And it's going to cost $89, which is significantly less than other smart locks that are out on the market. Uh, This is not a standalone lock, but what it's going to do is replace the interior portion of your existing deadbolt. At least that's what it looks like from their description here. Uh, So that, I think, will be a good solution for a lot of folks so you don't have to go and swap out locks or get rid of keys or whatever. So I'll probably get one of these and see how it all works. This will be very similar to the August lock uh, that I reviewed about a year ago that costs a lot more. That one also replaced the interior portion of my deadbolt, and I've been using it here in the studio now for a while. It works fine, and I'll be eager to see how this much less expensive version does in comparison. And now it's time for a Q&A from you, the viewers, and this question came in in response to the Dell XPS 2-in-1 review from Stacy Alexandria. Stacy says, it's sad that these tech companies are making it so the only way you can quote-unquote upgrade a laptop is to buy a new one. Uh, That Dell XPS has no upgradable components inside. The uh, RAM is soldered on and the storage is soldered onto the motherboard. Apple started doing that about a year ago. It looks like Dell is now following suit with this particular computer. And we're starting to see more and more soldered RAM on other manufacturers' machines as well. And I wouldn't be surprised to see more soldered storage too because it's a cost-saving measure that these companies can use. If you don't have to have somebody install a hard drive on every unit, when you scale that labor savings across a production line of a million or more devices, you can save yourself a lot of money by having a machine do it. And of course, solid state storage allows for these tiny chips to be attached to a motherboard just like all the other chips are. And that is, of course, something companies will pursue to try to squeeze a little bit more profit out of these devices. And consumers just aren't demanding upgradability either. And that's part of this issue. Uh, When they run out of space on their iPad, they just get a new one with more storage. There's really not a lot of incentive for uh, companies to do this because customers aren't demanding it. But all this got me thinking about some of the stagnation that we're experiencing in the PC industry. Uh, PCs are a lot more usable now over the long term. I've got a seven or eight year old MacBook Pro that uh, Jake is still using to edit video here on the channel. It works just fine. And by the way, when I bought that machine seven or eight years ago, I put 16 gigs of RAM in it. And that's the same amount of RAM I have on all of my other current PCs. I haven't really found a need to go beyond that, even for doing all the things that I do with video. And I think if you go and look at a consumer uh, who's perfectly happy with their computer after five or six years, there really isn't much of a need to upgrade 
given that the only thing really pushing computers these days is high-end gaming and high-end creative work, which, of course, most consumers are not doing. And I think that's part of what's driving this soldered-on strategy. It's not costing these companies anything, and they can actually make a buck or two because of it. Now, this next question comes in from Shigate Media in regards to how we've been testing Linux on the computers that we review here on the channel. Now, my process has been... Uh, to download the latest version of Ubuntu and image it onto an external SSD. We then boot up the computer in live USB mode to see how well Ubuntu can detect hardware, because that's mostly what I'm looking for. Is it able to work with the Wi-Fi, the Bluetooth, the display, and the audio? And then we can do a little poking around after it boots to see how it's working. But when you do one of those live boots, it's not actually installing anything on the computer. It's basically running everything off of that external drive. And I heard from a couple of people over the last couple of days, including Shigate Media here, uh, who stated that uh, doing that is not the most accurate way to see how Ubuntu is going to play with the hardware in the computer. Apparently, when you do a direct install, it's doing a different hardware detection method. Now, what I want to do is do this right, but I also want to understand it better. So I would love to hear from some of you who are Linux experts out there as to why that is, because I'm just curious. And what we'll probably start doing here on the channel, even though it'll take a little bit more time, is shrink down the Windows partition so that we have enough room to install Ubuntu and then do it that way. And I think that'll probably be the best way from a time perspective to make all of this work. It'll add a little bit more time, but not too much, and it will still be easy to get the computer reset and sent back to the manufacturers when they are on loan. Uh, So let me know what you all think about this. Again, I'm really eager to hear why this is, um, because I always assumed that the hardware detection would be the same in both kinds of approaches, but apparently that's not the case. Uh, So let me know down in the comments below. It'll be very much appreciated. Now, this next question came in during the live stream from Chad Cole, and he wanted to know if I had some recommendations for a pre-built home theater PC that costs less than $1,000. Now, in the past, I would have a whole host of recommendations for Chad about things that I've experienced that work pretty well as a home theater device. Uh, but now, in 2019, almost 2020, my opinion has changed, and I only have one recommendation, and it's not even a PC. It is the NVIDIA Shield Pro. And the reason is, is that For hardcore home theater enthusiasts that want 4K HDR, that want Atmos, that want a lot of things to work without a lot of aggravation, there's nothing better than the Shield. I've tried to get all this stuff working on my Windows PCs. It's not easy. It doesn't work right. The apps for Disney Plus and Netflix and Amazon Prime Video don't always support uh, Dolby Vision and HDR properly. It just doesn't work as well there as it does on one of these purpose-driven devices like the Shield. And again, the Shield, I think, is the best of the bunch. Of course, if you wanted to do some gaming or something, you might want to look at a PC for the higher-end things. But for emulation, the Shield does a great job as well, even a somewhat passable job of GameCube emulation, depending on the game. And I think it's something that if you are looking for a good home theater experience, that's the way to go. You can spend maybe a couple hundred bucks more on a NAS device to store your media, and you've got a really good solution. So for, you know, whatever that thing costs, like $300, you've got a really good uh, alternative to a more expensive PC that will actually work better. I would love to be convinced otherwise because it'll give me some more content to produce for all of you. So if I am wrong and a PC is still the better way to go, let me know what I can do to make my PC work as well as my shield, and I would love to do something on that topic. So 
have at it. Let me know what I'm doing wrong here, but I really can't find anything better than my shield at the moment, and that is going to be my recommendation. Now, in my Q&A for you this week, I would love to get some feedback on what you would like to see from my annual retro review. I usually do these the week of Christmas when I'm thinking about uh, when I was a kid and had all this time to play with new technology that I got as a gift or whatever, and I had a few ideas that I posted up on my community tab. A lot of you, almost 300, have voted at the time I'm recording this video, but I know many of you probably haven't seen this due to YouTube's algorithm, so I wanted everyone to know I'm looking for feedback here. Um, so one option is to look at the Apple Newton, which is sitting behind me on the shelf. I know Metal Jesus Rocks is eager to see that. And by the way, I'm probably going to do all of these at some point. It's a matter of which one I should do first. So don't feel like I'm not going to do something if you uh, vote for something that isn't popular, because I do want to hear what uh, interest is out there for these topics. Uh, The next option is fixing my Apple IIGS, which died in the middle of a retro video I did a few years ago. Uh, There are some really neat things that have developed in the Apple II community around getting these devices on the network. Uh, One of them is you can actually mount disks from the Internet Archive through the Ethernet card I've got in that machine. And I was playing around with it on an emulator last night. That might be a fun project. Uh, So that's another thing we could look at. Uh, One right now that looks to be the most popular is using the Mr. to explore 80s and 90s computers uh, from the C64 on up. And what this might be a fun one to do is a live stream and then consolidate into uh, a video that would post later. So that one's probably definitely going to happen because I've been meaning to do it and it looks like there's a lot of interest from all of you. Uh, Another one is that I have got uh, in the back room there two huge shelves full of old Apple II stuff. Uh, A friend of mine connected me with somebody locally who was in charge of an Apple II user group and he was downsizing and wanted to get rid of some of this stuff and have it go to a good home. And it's been sitting back there in boxes for uh, the last year and a half or two years or so. And I'm really eager to start getting into it and taking all the stuff out and showing you what's there. I also want to archive a lot of the floppies that he gave me and send them off to the Internet Archive because I'm not sure all of them have been archived up there. Uh, and one of the items in that pile of stuff is a hard is a power supply for that Apple IIGS. So that was one of the reasons why I wanted to uh, explore more of the IIGS on the channel. Uh, and then other is topics that you all might find of interest that I didn't cover here. I don't have a lot of uh, older computers Um, So I don't have an Amiga or an Atari ST or anything like that. But if you have other ideas, even for things that are not necessarily retro, uh, let me know down there. There's been a few really good ideas that people posted. So just write whatever's on your mind. I'm always eager for new topics and things that I'm excited to produce really help me keep doing the work of this channel. Because even though like a retro review doesn't earn a lot of money, it's a lot of fun to do. It's a lot of fun to explore this old stuff and share it with people. And that's why I like doing that, and it helps motivate me for other work here on the channel as well. So cast your vote at lon.tv slash retrovote to determine the priority of which retro topic we should pursue. And of course, again, leave some other comments as well. I always appreciate your feedback. So our pick of the week this week is something that I have been having a blast with, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 on the Nintendo Switch. This game console, by the way, has been my favorite since the Xbox 360. I get a lot more usage out of this than I ever did out of my Xbox One. And my daughter, who's six, is starting to develop an interest in video games, finally, and she's been playing this game with me. Uh, What's cool about Luigi's Mansion 3 is that you are controlling Luigi in this haunted mansion, uh, but it's also a co-op game where this Gooigi version of Luigi can be controlled by another player. So my daughter has been playing Gooigi and helping me 
uh, tackle some of the bosses that we've been fighting, but also solving some of the puzzles that we've been doing. We've been just having so much fun with this. And if you haven't played this game on the Switch, it's definitely one to get. It's got so much character. The graphics are amazing. The animation and everything about it is just awesome. And I think, really, Nintendo has become kind of the Disney of video games. When they really put effort into something, uh, these first-party titles are just outstanding. And this is probably one of the best games that I have ever played on the Switch, partly because my daughter and I can play it together, and we've really been enjoying that uh, as a little father and daughter bonding time. So, good stuff. Luigi's Mansion 3, highly recommended. So this week on the channel, we've got a couple of things that we're going to be taking a look at. One is a video on the Quest Link, where I will, uh, not in two hours, but hopefully less than 10, show you how Quest Link is working and how to get it working with your PC and what cables you might need to get. I've been very pleased with how this has been working so far and found a few gotchas that we'll talk about as well. Also coming in is the DJI Mavic Mini. Uh, This is coming in through the Amazon Vine program. This, if it's not apparent, is a drone uh, that is very lightweight and small, but can shoot at 2K resolutions for video. Uh, And it is under the weight requirement for registration here in the U.S. with the FAA. So you don't have to register this with the government because it is so lightweight. And we'll be taking a closer look at this one. I'm a big fan of the DJI Mavic Air that I've owned for about two years now. So I'm eager to see how this one compares to it. They've got a lot of different options in their product line for sure. And this one I think is going to be a popular one this holiday season. I think with a bunch of batteries and stuff, you can get it for less than 600 bucks. I also hope to get to the Lenovo Google Assistant device. I think I referred to this one last week that we might be working on it as well, Um, but we're getting there. And so we'll have a full review of this one and compare it to Google's official offering and see how the two differ. Uh, We have shot this review. I'm just looking for the right spot to slot it in of the Tough Nano Portable SSD. So that one's coming up soon here as well. And depending on what else comes in or what else gets announced, we might have other videos too. So we'll be doing a large volume here Uh, throughout December, just because this time of year is the busiest shopping season. This is where I get the most viewership. Uh, November was actually the best month for the channel ever. Um, So I'm eager to keep that momentum going here as we round out uh, the end of the year. So thank you all for tuning in and welcome to all the new viewers who found me through their holiday shopping searches. Now, if you want to support the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv slash support and make a monthly or a one-time contribution to the channel. I am also supporting the YouTube membership program, uh, which you can do right through YouTube. You get a cool badge next to your name, and every time you leave a comment, it will appear with your name, and the color will change the longer you have been a member. One of these days, we'll do some custom badges, but right now, this is what you get. It's pretty cool stuff, so you can support us that way. Uh, We also have our ongoing relationship with Plex, and if you sign up for a free Plex account, No credit card required. We get a small commission. We get a larger commission if you sign up for a Plex Pass or gift one to someone else. I think I might do an update on my Plex 101 video soon just because that one's still getting watched and I think there have been some changes that were not covered, of course, uh, in that video from four years ago. So that might be on the horizon. But in the meantime, you can support me uh, through supporting Plex. And we have other channels that you can check me out on, including my extras channel for unboxings and supplementary content. We have the podcast at lon.tv slash podcast, which is an audio version of this show. We have the Snippets channel, where I do uh, portions of this show in search-friendly format. We basically cut this one up and re-upload it in smaller portions that can be found. Uh, There are some very popular topics kind of jumping up on that channel now, which has been a great uh, return on our efforts. 
And we have the live stream archive, which is going to get a lot bigger the more of these live streams that we do. So you've got probably 20 or 50 hours worth of stuff that you can watch me playing around with on the live stream archive. And then, of course, we've got the new one, the Amazon shop at lon.tv slash Amazon shop, where you can find my reviews on Amazon, along with my consolidated lists of things that we use here on the channel. Uh, if you want to get notified whenever I do something like go live, you can click the notification bell and you will get notified when that happens. We also have our engagement options here. Uh, my email list, which is very infrequent, can be found at lon.tv slash email. The Facebook page is at lon.tv slash Facebook. We put a lot of the extras channel stuff up there as well. Uh, the Facebook group can be found at the link you see there, lon.tv slash Facebook group. I think we're getting close to 800 members now. It's a great resource for me because I hear from all of you. You can interact with each other. I get a lot of show ideas from the Facebook group, so definitely sign up there if you haven't already. And, of course, we've got the store where I sell previously used items like my two computers at a pretty good price, I think, along with a few other things that I just added a couple of days ago. And if you want to get notified every time we do add something, you can go to lon.tv slash store alert and get notified every time we add something to the store. So if you're just eager to get a good deal on something, uh, that's a good place to check. And there's often a lot of repeat buyers. So I know a lot of you are checking that email when it comes in. And I've got one item I got to mail out in just a few minutes, as a matter of fact. So I want to thank you all, though, for tuning into the channel and supporting what I do. This has been a great year uh, for the channel. I really appreciate everything that you all have done, whether it's a contribution, but also just viewing and commenting and helping steer me in the right direction. Uh, the comments I got on the Linux thing, for example, are really helpful. Uh, so I'd love to hear more on that. And we will continue doing what we're doing here straight through to 2020. I've got a lot of content coming up this week and throughout the month. So stay tuned and buckle up. We've got a lot of things to do here. And I want to thank you all for your continued support and viewership. Until next time, this is Lon Seibin. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters including Gold Level supporters, The Four Guys with Quarters podcast, Chris Allegretta, Tom Albrecht, Brian Parker, and Kalyan Kumar. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv slash support to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.